0: Welcome in everyone to the Talking Tide podcast. Once again, I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television, along with Travis Ryer, the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com and also the daily host of Southern Fried Sports Radio, which you can catch 11 to noon weekdays at 1.0 FM. In Tuscaloosa, the Talking Tide pa- podcast Twitter feed, talking underscore tide, and of course you can get our podcasts from our web host at Podbean.com. Also, various apps including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Want to thank our sponsors really quickly. More on them a little bit later, but uh, right up front, Southern Ale House Heat Pizza Bar and North River Dental Associates, as always, uh, keeping us afloat here on Talking Tide and. Uh, We come to you with our first basketball-centric podcast of 2021, Travis, and and what a stretch for the Alabama basketball program. Hot as a firecracker, eight straight wins, seven straight wins to begin their SEC slate, and uh, 24 hours ago uh, from this recording, Travis, they uh, dispatched LSU 105-75 105 to 75 on the road with an SEC record 23 three point baskets. Uh, just a phenomenal show. And your thoughts on, on that performance?
1: Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But I've sort of made the comparison of this stretch of how Alabama's been so dominant and kind of the style of play, too, to UNLV in 1990. Remember when the running rebels under the late Jerry Tarkanian with uh, you know, that crew, stacy Augman, Anderson Hunt, Greg Anthony, uh, ran through the NCAA tournament in, 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 90, uh, beat some really good teams, beat Duke in the final, like a, you know, a rag doll. So, uh, it's unlike anything I think any of us expected going into league play just to be seven and O, but not only to be at that point right now chase but to do it in such dominating fashion and especially again on the road i mean you know understanding as nato's pointed out even before the road trip to baton rouge you have limited crowds and things like that and even places like the pmac haven't been especially packed uh, throughout the years but you know it's still impressive when you're away from your home confines and you go on the road and administer beatings to really talented teams like Kentucky like LSU the road win at auburn uh boy it, it i didn't see this coming chase
0: no no i, I don't think anybody could see 105 points coming on the road against LSU i mean look it, it i don't think i've ever seen a team That hot for that long a stretch. They barely miss a shot the first 12 minutes of the game. I think they started out maybe 10 of 11, 10 out of 12 from the field. Uh, They had 60 at the half. Uh, They had probably 75 with uh, 12 minutes to go in the game. Nate Oates pulled the, the first ringers and, frankly, pulled even the sixth and seventh guys off the floor with about seven minutes to go and and played some guys that, that don't get much playing time at all for the last six, seven minutes of the game. Had he not done that, uh, they could have scored 120 easy and, and maybe even threatened that NCAA record for three-pointers, which I think they said is 28.
1: Yeah, it was a 30-point win on the road against the second-place team, in the SEC, and it wasn't that close. That's how crazy it was in Baton Rouge. And again, as we've talked about many times, and it's no secret, when this team and this system is clicking from three-point range, going to be very, very difficult to beat. And you know, just between three guys on Tuesday night—Josh Primo, John Petty, Javon Quinterly—you're talking about twenty of twenty-five from three chase just between those three guys 23 pointers of an sec record 23 that alabama had in the game
0: yeah um hot as a firecracker petty got it started i think he hit the first three shots of the game all three pointers for alabama's first nine points then primo started getting hot and then quinterly started getting hot the three of them combined travis were I'm doing some quick math here. The three of them combined were 20 out of Of 25 25 from three-point range. Uh, all with 20 plus points. You almost never see three in a college game. You never see three guys with 20 plus points in a game either. Uh, so the offense absolutely ran away with it. Alabama moves to 12 and three on the season. Once again, they're 7 and 0 in SEC play, now ranked 18th in the AP poll. Long time since we've seen an Alabama team ranked, I think. Uh, and uh, 11 in, 11th in the NET stand, uh, rankings, which of course uh, have uh, a little bit more to do with NCAA tournament selection. So uh, yeah, I, I I can't argue with the with the, uh, w- with the running Rebels comparison, Travis. Except maybe I don't see the Larry Johnson on this roster. You
1: know, but yeah, you're always that. you're so post-oriented, man. Yeah. But you know, Grandmama, he could do it all. Remember those commercials for the, the shoes? Uh, grandmama. Um, yeah, it, it's just a really fun team to watch right now. The style of play, the scoring, uh, you know, the waves that w- in which they seem to come at you with. Once again, the bench uh, with Quinterly leading the way. Alabama with a big edge there in the win over LSU. And, uh, you know, you're starting to wonder also when you look at the schedule right now. Uh, Alabama 7 and O in the league. Two games clear of LSU, but you know, have the hammer right now over LSU. They'll see the Tigers once again in Tuscaloosa coming up here in the not too distant future. Uh, have a win over four and two Tennessee who was thumped on the road Tuesday night at Florida. We'll see three and two Missouri in the near future. Uh, has the hammer on Florida at four and three in the league, and then the matchup with Mississippi State coming up this weekend. Kentucky next week. Kentucky on Wednesday night loses to Georgia for the first time in like fourteen meetings. So that was another rough loss for John Calipari's team. Uh, but but Arkansas. I mean, we're talking about teams that Alabama has largely already seen. In its first seven games, so uh, you look at the back half of this schedule, and you know you're tempted to think that you know this team again is is already faced some of the biggest obstacles it's going to see. We'll see Auburn again at the end of the regular season, but uh, with the way they're playing right now, I'm not forecasting an undefeated run through SEC play by any means. Um, but an SEC championship, sir, looks pretty favorable right now.
0: Yeah, uh, not quite halfway through the SEC schedule. Of course, uh, a lot of basketball left to be played, but you're right. They've dispatched a lot of the teams they've got ahead on the schedule fairly handily. As you noted, uh, they'll close out the regular season schedule at home in Tuscaloosa against the rival Auburn Tigers. That game will be uh, March 2nd. And then from there, of course, it's on to the Southeastern Conference Tournament, which uh, When we last left the SEC tournament, Travis, that's when they cleared the floor uh, for COVID-19. Hard to believe we're sneaking up on 12 months of that, but uh, we are. So, but uh, Ticket prices, by the way, Travis, of note for the Alabama game. I've been digging around trying to get a couple of (laughs) Dukats to maybe take the wife over to Coleman to see one of these – Uh, three-point barrages, and uh, ticket offices is sold out for the season. And if you go to StubHub, if you go to Ticketmaster, some of these, SeatGeek, what have you, uh, they're running $150 to $200
1: ticket. Secondary man. Uh, The secondary man, he wasn't sort of expecting this, I think, with Alabama men's basketball, but kind of a... Christmas in January and February coming for the secondary ticket man. So, yeah, the demand with, again, not only a team that wins, but a team that is very entertaining and fun to watch. You don't have to be a hardcore basketball head to get some enjoyment out of watching this style of play and watching a Nate Oates team do what it does.
0: 15% capacity, I think, is what they're letting in there. The plays holds. Fifteen thousand. So what are we talking about? Maybe 2,000, 2,500 yeah. people getting in there. Getting if that if that's all they're get that's getting in there, and the team is blowing people out, then that's going to drive the price up because they're they're. Uh, I mean, look a hundred and seventy five dollars, two hundred dollars a ticket to watch Alabama play basketball is just is it just blows the mind. But when you consider okay. a how many people they're letting in there, and b how well they're playing. I guess there's I guess there's enough people out there to, to pay that price. If there wasn't then then they'd be lower.
1: You might have to make some road trips if you're an Alabama fan, you know. You could go over to Mississippi State maybe in late February. You can make that trip over to the hump. They'll probably be able to probably be able to uh help you get in there at a reasonable price.
0: The man may be making up a little bit for that rough fall he had, you know.
1: hmm Absolutely. Like I said, you, you wouldn't have thought it with uh wouldn't have thunk it with hoops, but uh that's where we're at.
0: Next up for Alabama basketball, they're gonna be at home against Mississippi State. That game will be Saturday at five PM. SEC network will be uh where that airs and uh should be uh another exciting one for sure with the way this team's playing. Josh Primo, Travis, seems to be playing better and better the more minutes he gets and uh it's just there's He's not the biggest guy in the world. Sometimes you think, uh, is he big enough to, to take it to the hole? He's quick enough if he's not big enough. He handles the ball well. He obviously shoots the ball well. Uh, Nate Oates is, is getting a lot of value, I think, out of Josh Primo's minutes for sure.
1: Seems like since the switch too, right? With Primo into the starting lineup, Quinterly coming off the bench, that dynamic has worked well. Primo physically isn't all that imposing, but he is 6'6, so he has some length. Uh, and when he's confident and feeling it, and especially when he gets off to the kind of start that he did in Baton Rouge, uh, Alabama's got a couple of JPs that can can give you a lot of problems there on the perimeter.
0: Talking Tide Podcast at Podbean.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Tune In, the Twitter feed talking underscore tide. Be sure to follow us. On Twitter, We're not going to kill your Twitter feed with a a ton of tweets, pretty much just the links to the podcast there. Uh, You can always get them right away. It's Talking underscore Tide. Going to thank a couple sponsors really quick here on this edition of the Talking Tide podcast, starting with North River Dental Associates and Dr. Jack Smalley and his great staff of professional dental hygienists that do every kind of dental work there is. When you go in there for a routine cleaning over at Dr. Jack's, they're going to get you in and out of there. Really quickly, typically in under an hour, a lot of times a lot less than an hour. I was under a half an hour last time I went in there, uh, but they do a fantastic job, no question about it. Uh, the porcelain veneers, the cosmetic dentistry, the teeth whitening services that are so popular, you can get those over at North River Dental Associates as well. Uh, appointments, you can do it online at North River Dentist. Dot com Or you can give them a call. Phone number over there is 752 3506, conveniently located right off of McFarland Boulevard, off of Watermelon Road. Quick and easy right turn uh, into the uh, complex there at Fairfax Park, uh, next to West Alabama Pediatrics. It's North River Dental Associates. I'm
1: going to tell you about Southern Ale House out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section. Of Tuscaloosa, we've told you about the plate dinners. We've told you about the great sandwiches, the salads. Well, what about the start to your experience there at Southern Ale House? Well, plenty of great appetizer options as well. Those bacon cheese fries, out of this world. You can go with the Dixie fries. Those are the house cut fries, sweet and tangy North River sauce. They're chopped, thick cut bacon, a part of those fries as well. Melted cheddar jack cheeses uh, you got green onion you got a little diced jalapeno on there to give you a little extra kick as you work on those dixie fries or just keep it simple because the biscuits are so great just get you a biscuit with a little side of honey there you get a jumbo buttermilk biscuit served with that side of honey they've got burger sliders those hand battered chicken dinners those make for a great meal and you can get those as a plate dinner as well but maybe you're feeling like Throwing some of those buttermilk brined, hand battered, and lightly fried chicken tenders uh, on the side there, maybe get you going. They come with that slap your mama dipping sauce. You've heard us talk about that slap your mama sauce in relation to that yard bird chicken sandwich that it's a part of as well. You got the Bama chicken sliders, stuffed potato skins, the fried pork skins, prime rib rolls. Again, they can get you going unlike any other place out there with the starters, the starters at Southern Alehouse. And then, of course, throughout the dining process, you're going to have plenty of great options, including even dessert with that cheesecake. Tammy Smith's outstanding locally produced cheesecake. It's that white chocolate cheesecake that Tammy does, unlike anyone else out there. Southern Alehouse, fifteen thirty. McFarland Boulevard North. Also want to tell you about Heat Pizza Bar downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. The great folks at Heat Pizza Bar. Well, they've got nightly specials throughout the week. So again, I love the Thai chicken pizzas very much on record with that. And you're going to catch those on special on Tuesday night starting at six o'clock for just seven bucks. But throughout the week, you're going to find great specials both on pizzas and bar items, bar uh, selections as well, and you know, great weekend options as well. Sunday is the all-day happy hour. I would say this Sunday would qualify as a great time to take advantage of that. With the AFC and NFC championship game set for Saturday at Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening, Heat Pizza Bar downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza.
0: I was in another restaurant the other day, by the way, and I came across uh, a chicken sandwich that was being called the Yard Bird and I kinda snickered Travis. Looks like a little <laughs> bit of a ripoff. No, no, no. no,
1: no uh, there's no.
0: only one Yardbird and it's at oh. Southern Ale.
1: There's only one in the world. Yeah. yeah and that's at Southern Ale. Unbelievable.
0: Fantastic sandwich for sure. The Talking Tide podcast at podbean.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. The Twitter feed, Talking underscore Tide. We're going to move on with a couple of quick notes for you before we sign off on this uh, relatively short edition of Talking Tide. Uh, I talk a little football on the back end here. Travis, Alabama coaching turnover. Uh, definitely want to touch on that. It's that time of year for. Uh, Some seats to be emptied and filled on coaching staffs throughout college football, specifically at Alabama, of course. Uh, As we know, Bill O'Brien stepping in for Steve Sarkeesian as offensive coordinator. But uh, since we last podcasted, uh, Doug Marone brought in to replace Kyle Flood uh, as offensive line coach, former Jaguars head coach, uh, and also looks like uh, running backs coach Charles Huff off to be the head coach at Marshall.
1: Yeah, and we're still waiting on Alabama to make official some of these hires, but you know, with what we do at BamaOnline.com, with so much recruiting, you know, our guys are already talking to 2022 prospects who have heard, in some form or fashion, from say Bill O'Brien, the presumed successor to Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coaches. We both know Chase and our dealings with. Uh, you know Alabama football throughout the years. Uh, they tend to make those announcement when uh, Nick Saban is darn good and ready. So we'll uh, still wait on some official word for O'Brien and also Doug Marone. I think Doug Marone's an absolute home run hire to go along with his good pal Bill O'Brien. So that worked out nicely when you talk about the relationship between those two and. Uh, as this team, and especially this offense with everything it must replace on that side of the ball, uh, looks to have made at least a couple of really, really important hires at the the offensive coordinator and offensive line spots.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, Senior Bowl also to touch on as well. Travis, pretty good contingent from uh, the Alabama squad headed to Mobile next week. Uh, as it were, typically every year, Alabama sends a pretty good contingent. Although uh, this year, uh, probably even stronger than normal. Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, both headed down there. Both uh, could be limited. I don't think we're going to see with, with Smith with the finger. Najee Harris with uh, some kind of a foot ailment coming out of the national championship game. Uh, remains to be seen if, if Najee will be able to... Uh, participate with pads on but those two guys for sure look like they'll be at least headed down there for uh, interviews and meetings etc mac jones quarterback accepts his invitation Uh, and of course you've got alex leatherwood and deontay brown going down there landon dickerson also a guy uh, who's headed down there but not to play of course Uh, because he's got the, uh, knee injury, but some real star power for sure. Travis and and 60% of the offensive line headed down there.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's an amazing group as we know, uh, with such the emphasis on the offensive side of the ball and you consider the potential for maybe guys like Najee Harris and Devontae Smith working with Brian Flores and that, uh, Miami Dolphins staff and understanding what the Dolphins need at the skill position spots to surround uh, what we think will be to a Tonka Violoa at the quarterback position in 2021. And then uh, likewise with Mac Jones, apparently going to be with that Carolina Panthers staff. And I think quarterback is certainly a, a possibility for the Panthers early in the 2021 NFL draft. I think Carolina has the number eight selection in the first round. That might be a little high for Mac and Carolina, but as we both know, Chase, the closer that draft gets, the more of the quarterback fever the boys get, you know, when it comes to those guys behind center.
0: Quarterbacks make more money every morning they wake up in the spring, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, that's how that works. But, yeah, you're right. It, eight's definitely high for Mac, but the thing about it is if you're, you know, whether it's Carolina or anybody else, you wait around for that kind of guy in, in the second round with your fingers crossed, you're going to get burned a lot. Because what mm-hmm. happens f- pretty frequently, frankly, uh, is a team toward the end of the first round who's sitting near the top of the second round, they'll make a move to get a quarterback and jump up uh, in the last handful of picks in the first round to grab that quarterback so that they don't have to wait happened with Lamar Jackson. When Ozzie Newsom moved up uh, Mm -hmm. to get him for the Ravens, I think he went number 32 overall and, and Ozzy gave uh, Ravens fans a heck of a parting gift on on his way out as general manager with that selection. That's just one example. There are definitely others. So uh, it'd be interesting to watch how that yeah. unfolds. And uh, the Senior Bowl itself, um, tell you, Jim Nagy down there is doing a heck of a job given the COVID circumstances. Uh, from what I understand, they're going to be obviously it's going to be a different scene down there and a different setup. Uh, With COVID-19 protocols, they're only allowing, I think, a maximum of 10 representatives per NFL club, so they're going to keep things a little lighter in terms of overall attendance that way. uh, Social distancing, masking, the media protocols are going to be significantly different. uh, But at the end of the day, they're going to be able to pull off three practices tuesday wednesday and thursday and that's what nfl clubs want to see most as a matter of fact by the time the game rolls around sunday i think a good number of those nfl scouts and coaches uh bolt mobile uh but uh those practices that that's that's what they're there for and it looks like those are going to be pulled off
1: yeah weird year too uh for for guys who have played it are used at least four years of their eligibility or four years into their eligibility. And that, I guess by March 1st, they have to make it known that they're not in the NFL draft for 2021, uh, that they are going to stay in school. So a little bit different scenario with say underclassmen three and outs that you see, And again, because of these guys having this extra year of eligibility uh, available to them with the 2020 season not counting against their clocks, uh, just the just the 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 dynamics of everything and sort of from an administrative standpoint, got to be a little bit of a headache for these teams.
0: Speaking of the extra year, I saw where Josh McMillan is going to pass on a seventh season at Alabama <laughs> and uh, try to fulfill his his dream of going to the NFL. I tell you, if I'm Josh McMillan, I might hang around just to break. I'd, a stay, rent, forever,
1: right? I'd <laughs> stay forever, man. I'd stay forever. It's, you know, it, you know, unless there's just been uh, a mutual decision that's been made, maybe uh, in that regard. But, you know, they. The roster size and in those things, they they have the exception uh, coming up for the next year, so uh, that wouldn't make sense. But uh, Miller Forstall, so we should probably mention, has announced that he is uh, signed with representation, and he's going to go ahead and try his try his hand at the National Football League, the veteran tight end for the Crimson Tide.
0: Absolutely. Before we get out of here, Travis wanted to touch base with you really quick as well on uh, the mess that has become Tennessee football in recent days. Jeremy Pruitt uh, fired, terminated with cause by the administration there, Phil Fulmer out as athletic director amid uh, recruiting, apparent recruiting violations that I guess we'll know more details on uh, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, It was reported, I think a week or two ago that, Some of the violations had to do with the use of uh, hotel rooms around Knoxville. Uh, I would imagine it's probably a little more egregious than that, though, given uh, uh, the fact that Pruitt and a couple of assistant coaches and a a support staffer or two unceremoniously let go by UT.
1: Jeremy not going away with his tail between his legs. Smokey style, though, is he, Chase? Uh, He's lawyered up. And uh, he's looking for something more than nothing where that uh, 13 million or so in buyout that would be due to him otherwise is concerned. So uh, you get the sense we're just getting going up there uh, in the Smoky Mountains. So uh, we don't have enough time to sort of get into all this. I've talked about it. I've written about it a little bit, just sort of from the Pruitt perspective and kind of just the last couple of weeks really expecting to be fired. Uh, I don't think Jeremy expected to come through this with his employment uh, still in in, in, in in the status of, of what it was. So uh, the, it's the four cause in all this, obviously, that Jeremy feels like he's got to fight. And, you know, if you're Tennessee, do you really want to drag this thing out? Just put him on the Butch Jones payout. You know, Butch is... Butch just came off the books this month or next month. Just put Jeremy on there for six mil, see it down the middle, cut it in half, try to negotiate that with him, give him a couple of hundred K a month for a couple of three years and keep it moving. I mean, do you really want uh, depositions and discovery and all those type of things and the different things that it could bring about with not only Tennessee, but other programs I wouldn't think you'd want that, would you?
0: Coffers are a little light up there, though. I think
1: that's... You know, it made me wonder, did did Tennessee just do some math on this and was like, look, you know what, guys? It will actually be cheaper for us to put ourselves on probation than to pay this buyout. You know? Yeah. You know, we're not going anywhere the next couple of years. So uh, we self-impose. For 2021, not like we're going to have a team that really is bowl-worthy to begin with. Um, or maybe even we try to say, look, okay, we self-imposed in 2020 when actually that was supposedly COVID that kept uh, Tennessee from participating in a bowl game. I mean, there's just so many different ways this thing could go, Chase.
0: It's uh, a mess up there, no question. It's a crater is what it is. And uh, they're going to have to fill it somehow, some now way. Now you got
1: the... Saw on Wednesday night all of the all of the transfer portal activity. I mean, Henry Toa Toa, uh, the inside linebacker, sophomore inside linebacker, Eric Gray, the running back, Ty Chandler had already taken that route and has decided to move on to North Carolina. What's going to be left of this roster, especially in terms of anything resembling star power? beam
0: me out Scotty it, it, there, there aren't enough <laughs> there aren't enough discs for those guys to stand on for Scotty to work those levers and get them out of there fast enough so
1: uh, oh yeah. Nick 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 gonna be picking through uh Henry toto and some of these guys like uh, my 18 year old at Plato's closet you know going through the the clothing there you know so Nick might be doing that in that Tennessee stuff up there
0: they're gonna be scattering. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's going to be a rough off season for the balls. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Be sure to stick around. We'll be back again with another basketball centric podcast in the near future for Travis Ryer at BamaOnline.com. I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. We'll talk to you next time right here on Talking Tide.